Hello everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Living in Foodness podcast and I am your special guest host today. <laughs> You're hosting. She calls me Hasbe. <laughs> <laughs> You're not hosting. <laughs> it's my podcast guys. Yeah. Hello everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Living in Foodness podcast, another amazing episode. I am your host, Naki Lomai Muteto, and today I've got a special guest with me. So I was thinking about year end, right? And I said... You know, generally when the year is coming to an end, we have all those goals that we set up in the beginning of the year. And we're like, okay, God, this is what I'm set out to achieve this year. And when the year is ending, it's sort of time to reflect and you almost sometimes feel like, okay, but I set up, you know, 10 goals and I haven't achieved each one of them. Or, um, you know, I have a few that I'm still like, okay, but God, why haven't I gotten this, right? So when I was thinking of this episode, I was like, we need to speak about waiting and trusting God still. And just some pointers as well. As well. So when I was thinking about this episode, I was like, who best to bring than my husband? Because no. God has really um, tested his faith. He has uh, taught him to wait and to trust in God. And his um, faith has increased over this whole journey. And I just wanted him to share with us his journey as well on waiting for a job and all that. So I just thought he's the only one we can bring. So I've got an amazing special guest. And if you already know, you know, it's my husband, Mr. Muteto Muteto. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, babe. Thank you Hi, for babe. having me. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you feeling today? I'm good. I'm good. Eh? Excited. Uh, my first appearance on the, on the pod. So yeah um, no like really excited about today's episode yeah so um no but i guess before we get started i just wanted to say you know big congratulations on what a great achievement this year yes yeah. you said it out you know we're talking about goals today you know my wife you know beginning of the year got a word from god and she set out you know to you know she set out to achieve her goals and she started this podcast and what a great blessing it's, be, it's been for like lots of people, even for me as your husband. So big congratulations. Eh? You're so sweet, babe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, babe. I mean, um, one thing about my husband is always in the background. So even when you don't see him on the camera, he's there some way. He's always listening to the podcast or when I have guests over, he comes with me to the studio. So it's really amazing having you. Oh, and um, I can't wait. Are you ready? No, I'm ready. Glad to be. I've been ready. I was born ready. <laughs> so, babe, you don't you don't know about this, but we've got some icebreakers for you before oh, we start. Are you ready? Oh, ish. okay. This icebreakers, <laughs> eh? Okay. Yeah. No, no okay. No, the let's... first one. Yeah. How many seasons have we had in the Living in Fullness podcast? Oh, okay, so we're on our second season, mm. and yeah, two seasons, and yeah, it's been it's been great to watch that journey. So, yeah. love it. How old is the podcast? Well, I would say it's about eight months, roughly eight or nine months. When did it start? Which month did it start? When was the first episode posted? Okay, first episode. (laughs) That's a tricky one. Okay, okay. so if I were to guess, let's see. uh, I would say first episode was in April. No, first episode was in March. Close, 16th guys. of one, March to be month, precise. One month, one month, one month. Okay. How many episodes have you watched? How many? Be ep- honest. Have you watched from start to finish? I haven't really been counting, but I've watched most of them. Okay. I've watched most of them. Uh, so the thing is, right? Um, I've I have attended when you shoot in certain yeah, podcasts. So, so you sort I'll, of like listening. So, uh, so so I 
I count that as watching. Um, <laughs> then also, I have I have watched most of them, so I haven't been counting to be honest.、Mm. If I haven't I've never watched any, it's probably it's yeah, it's a handful. How many guests have I had on the podcast? Ooh, okay,、oh, this one is. You're gonna lie to us. How many guests off off the top of your head? Okay, off the top of my head, I'm thinking we've prob- you probably had about what, thirty thirty people. Mm, you close twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. okay. <laughs> And lastly, why did I start the podcast?、Oh. As my husband, you should know this. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, one thing you need to know about my wife is that you know she has a voice, right? And you know she's always you know she's even just at home she's always just like. Sharing her views and what God's put on her heart with me, and I'm just like, wow, you know, she's got so much wisdom, and she just needed a platform, really, just to be, you know, God's vessel and really、okay. impact people's lives. So I think, I think that's 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 I think that's the primary thing. So it's like God put this in you, right? And You needed an outlet in which you could impact lives, and、mm-hmm. and why not like a podcast, right? Because that. Impacts the whole world. So you、mm-hmm. sit in this room, you speak in what's on your heart, what God puts on your heart. You bring interesting people here, but the word gets gets out there. That's that that that. So that's the first thing, and you generally love conversation, right? Yes. So yes, you <laughs> love conversation. Like、yeah. you know, my wife is one person. Like if you struggle to have a conversation with her, that's on you because she's you know she's gonna. She'll get in there, you know. She <laughs> she'll take you places that you were like, I say that. Did I just <laughs> did open I say up that? Did I say that? <laughs> wow, like yo, yeah, you know.、Uh, I think the first time, first time I met her,、um, I think the first time I met her, I remember sort of like you know testing the first day. I think I didn't think she, she I didn't think she spoke much, but the next time I saw her, I was like, oh okay, this girl can talk. So <laughs> <laughs> and it was great conversation. So、uh, she can so, talk. So I'll、yeah. say I'll say、uh, those, those two things. Oh, thanks, baby. You did amazing on the last one, and of course, the first. So, how many did you get right? Let's see. You got two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? But yeah, babe. No, you're amazing. Okay. okay so to just start with,、um, because we're talking about waiting and trusting. When I was thinking about this podcast, initially I was like, okay, I'm just going to do an episode where I'm just speaking to people about waiting and trusting on God from our experience as well as、uh, what I've learned throughout right my、yeah. life. And but then when I kept on thinking about it, I felt God wouldn't have wanted it any other way but to have you as well because you are one person who、um, you have exercised your faith quite a bit,、um, and you have been taught to wait and to trust God. So what I wanted you to start with today was to just share a little bit about. Your journey,、um, you know, waiting on God for a job because、yeah. that wasn't an easy journey. It sort of had an impact on us as well because at that point we were dating. I think we dated for like seven years, right? Yeah. So we were dating, and you're waiting on God for a job. So、yeah. just to start with,、um, what what was your job hunt journey like? Okay. No. No. Thank you for that.、Um, yeah. No. That's yeah. No. When it comes to my career, it's it's just been one of faith. And not really just trusting God, and Him just building me up. And I think right now I just, I guess, just to start with the end in mind, I I can see I can see why God did it,、mm. right? So you know, if you wait in, you know, there's a reason for it.、Uh, probably just wanted to start there. 
So yeah, I think we we met at uh, at Vitz. So we mm-hmm. both uh, yeah we met at Vitz. We started dating there, and we graduated from undergrad around the same time, right? Yeah. So natural thing for me is um, okay. I've graduated from university. Yeah. I think initially I wanted to I wanted to do my honors program, but I didn't make it in. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I graduated from undergrad, my initial my initial my initial thought was okay. You know what? Let me let, let, let me find a job. Mm-hmm. Okay. And given that I'm from Zambia, right? And initially I wanted to get a job here in South mm-hmm. Africa. There was just the whole work permit thing, just the admin thing. Yeah. I said, okay. So I say, you know what? Let me just go home, um, get a work permit, come back, and then you know, let me let, let me find a job. So, mm-hmm. so my my job hunt started there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'll put, probably get a work permit quite quickly. Yeah. Come back to South Africa and get a job, but mm-hmm. whoa, didn't was the journey was was it wasn't as I planned, right? Mm-hmm. So I. So I guess just to summarize, I went back to Zambia, got a work permit, came back to South Africa. I mm-hmm. uh, stayed with a friend of mine, and and you came back here mm-hmm. because you were expecting me to uh, expecting me to come back and start work, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you took like an extra year uh, of studies at Vits, and okay, so we sort of you know sort of planned it that way, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I got back here, and I thought it's probably going to take me like a month or two. Yeah. Right, so my initial, so my job hunt is in two phases, right? Mm. So my initial, my initial, you know, job hunting period, you know, probably took me like a good four months. Yeah. Um, and in that season, I remember because I was a foreigner, it was really difficult for me to get a placement. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I did, um, you know, was just reach out to recruiters, mm. just reach out to companies. Uh, you know, just trying to find out, you know, how how best I could, you know, I could get into the organization. Yeah. So one thing I did was there was this one recruiter who I called, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember he said, hey, "Listen, bro, uh, given that you're a foreigner, I can't really help you. Yeah, like it's gonna be difficult for me to even place you uh, mm-hmm. because companies, you know, uh, you know, really." They don't want to sponsor you, your visa, but I said no. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a visa. So the visa I got was a one-year visa. So it, mm-hmm. I had one year to find a job, right? And then after that, when I get a job, I can then extend it to five years, right? Mm-hmm. So he, what he suggested, he said, at least he was so gracious. He said, you know, best I can do is I've got a list of companies, right, mm-hmm. that employ um, people that have studied actuarial science. So I studied yeah. actuarial science at Wits. And yes. <laughs> smart man. <laughs> so and and um, I've got a list of companies that you know can employ actual graduates, mm-hmm. right? So what I suggest is that just call all of them, reach out to them, and and just and just see what happens. So send me that email, mm-hmm. and I think there was like a hundred companies with phone numbers uh, just for the switchboard. Yeah. And what I do every day is I'd wake up, right. Mm-hmm. I would call the switchboard and say, I'd, I'd like to speak to HR, right? Yeah. Yeah, they put me through to HR and they say, okay, listen, I'm a recent actual graduate. I'm looking for a job. Do you have any vacancies in your company, right? Mm-hmm. And then most of them would say, okay, uh, please send your CV to this email, to this mm-hmm. email address. Um, most times they tell me, look, we don't have anything right now. Yeah. Or they tell me, well, look, you're, you're, given that you're a foreign national, I don't be our company's policies, not, not employing foreign nationals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if anything does come up, we'll let you know. And I did that every day. Uh, mm. I 
I did that every day. A consistency yeah, thing. Yeah, I did that every day. Until, you know, I sent my CV to this company, a consulting firm, and they called me for an interview. And, you know, they said, okay, you know what? We're going to give you like an internship. Let's see mm-hmm. how it goes. If it goes well, then we're going to give you like a, a full-time job. Yeah. So that was my initial, that was my first job. So um, I then, I then, Got that job, did it for like three months, but unfortunately didn't turn out into full employment. Mm -hmm. And come end of the year when my visa was ending, I was now left without a job. And yeah, I guess I'll I'll just pause it there. Then I guess we can chat about my second part uh, (laughs) later. But that was was my initial, I guess, uh, experience with with job hunting. But then in all that, babe, one thing I like when you're speaking about your journey is your consistency as well. Because even, which I can touch on as well, that... Even in that time, initially it was okay. It was easier. Like, yeah. okay, he's looking for a job. He's going to get a job. Yeah. And it got to a point where it was very difficult because now we could barely see each other. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I could, I knew that he could just come to Zambia and get a job like this, yeah. you know? And I'm like, okay, why aren't you just coming back? Like, why aren't yeah. you just coming here yeah. and getting a job? But one thing I like is God put a vision on your heart yeah. and you ran with it. Like yeah. you were like, okay, this is what I feel God is saying he wants me to do. Yeah. And you went on with it. But I also want to know, even in that season, what was your relationship with God like? You know, did you feel God was disappointing you? Did you still have faith in him even at that? Okay, so that season um, really, I think it grew my faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there were days where I, to be honest, I just felt that, you know, like God's not hearing me. Uh, you know, I pray, I trust God, mm. I did my bit, but I felt God was silent. Right? Yeah. You know, I felt, I felt God was, was really silent and I felt I was on my own mm. initially. And, but he actually wasn't silent. I didn't realize it at the time, mm. but it made me, uh, you know, just press in a lot more. Uh, it made me seek after him a lot more. Yeah. Because uh, I think before that season, I I was so used to doing things my mm. own strength and things just happening for me just like that. Right? Yeah. But this was the first time, like, I really had a challenge and I really, really had to dig deep yeah. and trust God for something. So, so it really grew my faith from that perspective. Yeah. Mm. And I think because it was, it's generally been like that for you, even with school, like you, yeah. you were generally like an A, a star student. So it's like, you know, I'm just going to fly through this as well. Yeah, yeah. So this, I should easily get a job and yeah, yeah. everything should work out. Yeah. But then, yeah. So now moving to the second part, then how did you come out of the waiting season? Okay. So, yeah. So, the, so, so, so I guess part two of my, of my job hunt is, yeah. so now come end of that year, right? My visa is expiring because I got, yeah. I got, a, I got, I got a one year visa. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Uh, I wasn't given full-time employment. The other job leads uh, I was trying, I was trying to chase, but those didn't come through. Right. Mm-hmm. And I then just decided, you know what, uh, you, you went back home for holidays after that, that year you, you yeah. took. So I said, okay, I'm going to go home, see you also see my family. I really didn't know what was next. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought maybe I'll try extends if I can get a one year extension, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't sure what those dynamics were like. And yeah. you know, while I was home, um, then, so a few months ago, just to check back while I was working, mm-hmm. something just say, you know what, apply for the owners program. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so while I was home, um, so Vitz, 
uh, just emailed me. I think it was just before Christmas. Yeah. And they said, um, like, please send your last exam results uh, because, you know, we want to consider for honors program. And I shut it down. I said, no, I haven't met the requirements. Don't worry. Yeah. Like, no, like, yeah, like, I, I, I don't, like okay. meet, I, I don't not, meet the requirements to enter the honors program. I'm not going to make program. it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then the lady called me the next day and said, no, 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 no. Uh, the, the senior lecturer was asking about you. Just, just send your results. Mm. I'm like, okay, fine. I just like, I just sent the results, you know, and then, I think just before Christmas, he emails me and says, congratulations, we accepted to go into this honors program. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't want to do my honors program. I wanted a job. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so gradually I said, okay, you know what, given, I mean, like, there must be something to this. I didn't go looking for it really. So, uh, okay, I'm going to take it up. Hopefully this will make me more employable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then that's the time you started working, right? Yeah. And that's the time you started working. And now we had to make a decision when it comes to our relationship. And uh, because, I mean, we had spent almost two years together. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you know what? Uh, let me just go do this honors program. I'm pretty sure after this year, um, you know, I will be easy, I'll easily get a job. Mm-hmm. Just to fast track, so I finished my honors program. Come end of the year, I didn't see you for the whole year. I think you came yeah. once to, you know, to see me. Uh, but it was early on in my honors program. Uh, but pretty much it was the first time I spent like almost a whole year away mm. from you. Then come my honors program ending, right? And I made these promises to you to say, no, trust me. As soon as I'm walking out of this honors <laughs> thing, like I'm, I'm stepping into a job. But yeah. again, those are the plans I made. But God, God had other ideas, right? Yeah, <laughs> many other plans human beings have, but God ordains the steps. Yeah, you so, know? Uh, so it was really tricky. I mean, I yeah. come home, you've been working for a year and I could see you flying in your career. I'm broke, brocade. <laughs> <laughs> broke for the moment. <laughs> extra, extra broke. Trying yeah. to figure myself out. Um, and I think I then, you know, that's when, you know, like you and I had the conversation. You say, what are you doing? Like, you know, you've, you can come back to Zambia because you were in Zambia at the time. So many companies would take you. Right? Mm. And I remember going for an interview in Zambia. And I think I had two, I had two opportunities, right? Really good companies. Uh, I went for the interviews. But I really felt that, you know what, these would be great opportunities, yes. But I think for my career, where mm-hmm. I'm meant to be is South Africa. And, you know, it was really hard to explain that to you. I mean, I, I didn't have any evidence. I mean, the only evidence yeah. I had was rejection in South Africa. I was Africa. like, what is, what is, right? what is this saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but all I, all I had was my faith. And I just yeah. really felt that that's where... God, God wanted, wanted me to, to be, be. God really wanted me to be here. So I, I came back, right? Long story short, um, it took me six months to really get uh, to get an opportunity, yeah. right? At my current employer. And even my foot in the door uh, wasn't full-time employment. Mm. Um, so I guess the way it worked out was I spent six months looking for a job. Again, I faced rejection. Similar to similar to the previous to, yeah to, to the first time I was looking for a job, yeah. right? I first rejection. And then the day I gave up, I called you know, I called dad. So I called my dad mm-hmm. uh, and say, you know what, dad, um, I don't think this thing is working out for me. Thank you for the support. You know, uh, I think I'm gonna come back home and I'm gonna mm-hmm. look for opportunities. And I, I called you, I said, I'm coming back home and you're excited. I'm not gonna lie. I was <laughs> like, Yes, Jesus, let's do this. I was so happy. 
I was so happy. Yeah, and you you were so excited. So mm-hmm. I had a phone interview with a company in Zambia, and said, okay, maybe I'll come see what see what happens, right? Yeah. And then so then dad calls me that day and says, okay, uh, just uh, let me know your, your your travel details, and then I'll, I'll book your flight, right? Mm-hmm. Soon after my call with dad, my current employer, this lady calls me and says, oh. Uh, I got a CV from uh, from uh, from a friend of mine, uh, and um, and yeah, there's an opportunity, right? Mm. However, it's probably not what you want. Just think about it. It's an mm. internship. It's not an actuarial role because I did actuarial science, but it's with a project manager who's working with actuaries. So I was like, okay, okay, internship. Yeah, this is not this is not what I it's, want. That's not it's a not, job. This is not me. This is not me. <laughs> Yeah. But I think for me, so I, I I literally just I spent afternoon I prayed, asked God, okay, what is it that I should do, and I just felt Him say, you know, just 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 take it, mm. you know, just take it. It's not what you want, but but just take it. So I got the job. I mean, I was getting a step, and literally I'd get like a, a daily rate. Um, and but what I did in that job is every day, you know, I woke up, I I, I put my best foot forward, you know. So initially, it started with me working with a project manager. Mm. Then after a month, they say, you know, actually, I've got more capacity. I can do more. Mm. Uh, they found another team I was working for. Yeah. Uh, right. Then I said, actually, got more capacity. I can do more. Then I found mm. another team. I was, so I was working for like three teams. Mm. And I was making a name for myself, um, making a name for myself in the business, in mm-hmm. the company. And um, I think track back like four months into the role. You know, I was talking then to my then manager and people in the company said, look, I've been yeah. here for four months. I've shown what I can do, what's happening. No one seemed to be willing to employ me. And then again, I, I, I quit and I said, you know what, guys, I'm, I'm going to go back to Zambia. Mm. Right. And my parents were, were around for like mm. two weeks then. So I said, I'm going to I'm going to go away for two weeks. I'll come back. I'll close out. I'm going to go back to Zambia mm. uh, because I think, I mean, I've been here. What more can I do? Mm-hmm. Right. So. I went away for two weeks, and then when I came back, I came back. They say, "Oh no, congratulations! Uh, we found a job for you." Um, and there's a team that's hiring. Go interview with them. I interviewed with them, and I got a job. Look at God again. Just yeah. when I was about to give up, just he, when you're he, about to give up. Just when I was about to give up, and that's how that's how I got a that's how I got you know um, I, I I got I got I got a role in my current company. I've been there for seven years. I've really grown in my career. I've had like four different roles there. Really you enjoying it, well. and I'm now in a in a place where I never thought I'd be when I started this journey. So, yeah. And you're doing so well, babe. I just remember in that time, the the one encouragement I'd always tell you sometimes was like, you know, it looks like everybody else is doing well yeah. and everybody else is ahead of you. Yeah. But when you actually get that breakthrough from God, yeah you're going to catch up with everybody else. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. Like you're excelling at your career. You're doing so well. No, thank um, you. You're doing thank so you. amazing. I'm super proud of you. And I think as you're speaking, I'm realizing two things that sometimes it's when we're about to give up yeah. that God pours the blessing. No, true. Right. Like at the moment, at the point of, you see, because I think with in all this, you know, you're probably doing everything from your strength. You yeah, know, that's true. from your wisdom, that's true. and you're neglecting God and not realizing that it's actually God, that's you know, true. Who, that's true. who I need for me to get whatever I want. That's so true. God wants you to get to that breaking point where you say, Listen, I've tried everything I can do physically, that's and true. that's when He's going to come in. So that even when you're speaking of your testimony, you can't speak about it without God. That's true. Because that's true. 
he is he, it's only him who could have done what happened that's you true. know what i'm saying that's true. That's true. so it's, it's quite great when you're speaking about that so babe what sort of communities and maybe um activities kept you going throughout this time because okay. i wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> So yes, you're not here uh, physically, but you know you were still there. So I mean, thank God for for technology, yeah. right? So uh, so it was really just family and 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 you, right? Mm. And you know it would be it would be you know you'd have a you I go for an interview, I think it goes well, and then I get rejected. You know who would I run to? You know I'd run to you mm-hmm. as my girlfriend. And also run to family, so mm-hmm. so I remember. So that that's that's what really kept me going. So mm-hmm. it'll be just your words of encouragement, as you say. So I remember. I mean, just just as you say now. I mean, I didn't believe it at the time. So mm-hmm. what happened was a lot of my friends, right, who were even foreigners or even just uh, you know I journeyed with during my university years, yeah. were getting jobs quite quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And I took a bit longer than them. So and I'd compare myself to them to say, you know, why is it that you know they're you know, they get in the landing jobs quicker. I mean, we we walk the same journey. You know, well, mm. what is the, that that I'm missing? And I mean that I mean that was like real encouragement. Like mm. I see it now. Like then, I mean, when when I was going through it, it just be like, oh, okay, you know, like like maybe you don't understand me this mm. and that. But but I guess you could see beyond. You know, you could see beyond what I could see as well. Mm. So it would just be your support, your words of encouragement as my girlfriend. Uh, you know, mom and dad, uh, you know, really, you know, really, you know, were, were my pillar of strength as well. Um, you know, them just supporting me. And I mean, the, they literally paid for, not everyone's lucky to have, you know, parents who, you know, like literally just they, they paid my rent. Like they're happy to take care yeah. of you after a certain now, age. Yeah, you know, I mean, I meant to leave the house, but they sacrificed and I'm quite grateful to them. I mean, they paid my rent. Uh, you know, while I was here looking for a job, just gave me enough just to survive. And you know, when I at least when I started working, even in my internship, at least I was able to just you know buy food. I mean, I wasn't getting paid enough to pay rent, but I, it was enough to buy food and just take, take care, care of myself. Of yourself, yeah. And they just you know they just held my hand through that process and and really just supporting my dreams. You know, because mm. you know uh, not 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 many people not many people have that privilege. So I'm I'm really grateful to them and even your family. You know, like. Uh, I remember, you know, your sisters would literally always pray for me. Uh, even just, even just mom, you know, like like your mom, like literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like you know, one thing, you know, like I met up when when I started dating my wife. I met a family quite early, you know. It's one thing in their family, just you know, just to have that transparency yeah. when you when you're you date. <laughs> you gotta know everybody, so they know who you're dating, yeah. and you know, even even like even even your mom would literally always send me words of encouragement. So literally, family. Uh, family and you, you know, just mm. help me through the season. Yeah, I love it for you. And also, like something we've never spoken about. Yeah. How did you feel that I started working before you and just not being able to take care of me? Like, okay, first of all, guys, personally, I never, I was never that girlfriend who used yeah. to believe in a boyfriend taking care of me, like doing my nails, doing my hair, and yeah. all that stuff. I was never that girlfriend. But maybe I feel like for you as a guy anyway, you still want to do some of those things. So how did you feel in that period when I've started working before you too? You're not able to even like take care of me on, you know, take me on dates. And I remember even when 
you'd visit um, home as well. Yeah. Is and you stay very far from where uh, we yeah. stay. It's a whole thing of I need to put fuel. I need to yeah. put gas, and you're not working. Yeah. And obviously, whatever you're putting in, you're getting it from mum and dad, right? So it was. I'm sure it was qu- quite difficult because even sometimes we had to think about. Oh no, I can only see you twice a week. Yeah. And that time we're already in a long distance relationship. It's like, what do you mean twice a week? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So how did you feel during that period? Uh, to be honest, I was really, really frustrated yeah. uh, in that I couldn't show up in the relationship, you know, um, the way I would have loved to. Um, but you know, like you were, you were really supportive, uh, so it was really frustrated. So, because naturally, yes, we met at university, and then when you started work, right, a lot of our peers and people who were dating also started work, and yeah. I could see, I could see the, I could see the lifestyle they had, right? <laughs> yeah. Like they travel, you know, they do yeah. these really cool things, mm-hmm. and I really wanted that for us, and I really wanted to be able to provide that for you as well, right? Mm. And you know it was really frustrating because I, I I couldn't do that. I wasn't really in a position to do that, and and hence you know I I I really you know my my message to you was you know let me chase this dream. Once this dream comes, the lifestyle is gonna come, right? Mm. I was selling you a dream, right? I was yeah. literally selling you a dream and asking you to believe in me and for you to walk that journey with me. And I and I knew that's all I had, right? Mm. That's that's all I had when it comes to uh, saying I'll give you these material things when I get this. Yeah. Uh, and I was really frustrated, you know. I really, really wanted to do, you know, mm. to do these things with my girlfriend, have these experiences. Uh, do a little bit more than than what I could do at the time. Mm. So to be honest, it it really did impact my ego as 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 a, as a man. Yeah. Uh, because society, you know, generally has these expectations of you to say that, you know, as um, as a man or as a guy in a relationship. Mm. Um, even when you're students and both of you don't have, you need to exactly. show up a certain way, right? You need to show up a certain way, and that's that's the way I thought. That's that's the way I saw things, and mm. that's I could see my friends in relationships, yeah, and what they would and what they were doing, you know, for uh, what they were doing for their girlfriends, mm. and I couldn't do that. Yeah. So, uh, but and I, but you were really supportive, and you know, I really tried to do the best with with what I could, but I knew for me, at least for my standard, it just didn't feel enough. So yeah. yeah. I mean, because he's a very romantic man. My husband is romantic, guys. Like, you you genuinely treat me when you have. Yeah. And that's, that's like, even now, now I'm like, okay, I see. I should have, you should have started working when I was in, in school so that I'd be showing off as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, but then, like, just jokes aside, I think you did what you could with what you had. Yeah. And I think also because I wasn't searching materially yeah. i didn't feel like i was lacking yeah. the only thing i really wanted was your physical presence yeah. i wasn't looking for um material stuff right yeah. Yeah. and to be honest as well one thing i'm really grateful for that's how i was brought up my mom was, was never that person who'd be like oh what's your boyfriend doing for you why yeah. isn't your boyfriend doing that for you yeah. Yeah. you know or why is, even now as a husband she doesn't have those things of your husband should you know yeah and i think it's that whole thing of I think I knew you had a provider in you anyway, you know, you might not be doing it now because of circumstances, but I knew you had a provider in you. So, yeah, I I mean, just listening to your journey has been incredible, babe. I I never get tired of just hearing about your journey. So guys, we have like 10 points that we just want to give you guys on um, what we've learned in our waiting and trusting in God um, sort of journeys. I think we have 
both um, had waiting seasons, mine as, as an episode on its own, yeah. you know, but I think we can just speak about just the 10 points that we have for you guys. We had to write them down okay. to make sure we don't miss out anything. Uh, actually, before we, we, we get into those, there's something I, I did want to ask you, yeah. right? Because I know, baby, you've mentioned a few times, like, uh, sometimes when it's birthdays, it's even hard to celebrate birthdays. Yeah. Because um, you're sort of looking at what, like, what have I achieved, yeah. right, in, in this period? Yeah. So what, how was that in that moment as well? Were you able to celebrate birthdays easily? No, no, no. I think for me, really, my birthday usually is a time of reflection, right? So I would set goals to say, you know, this year, I normally do my goal setting when I, mm-hmm. when I turn a certain age. And I've had goals that I set when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. right? And even in my 20s, say, by this age, I want to do this. By this mm-hmm. age, I want to do that, right? And that waiting season, I guess, just, you know, just waiting, you know, getting the job was now delaying some of the things I, I set out to do. So every birthday, it's like, okay, now that thing I set a goal. Yeah. I said when I was 18, I, another year has gone by. I said I'd do it yeah. by 27. Okay. And no, I still haven't done it, you know. Uh, another year goes by because, um, you know, I haven't even started the first step to help mm. me achieve all these things. Yeah. So, so yeah. So birthdays was, was really, uh, you know, it was really, 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 I really, really be down. So I remember, I remember one birthday during that waiting season and dad calls me and he says, uh, so dad's really big on, you know, on like, uh, just reminding me on my birthday of, mm. you know, um, of how it's just a blessing, you know, for me to be like his first son and just reminding me of what's gone, of, of what God's done in my life, right? So I remember one birthday, I tell him, no, dad, listen, like, I don't even want to celebrate my birthday today. And he said, no, son, like, there's a lot for you to be grateful for, right? And a birthday is, is a day to remember that God's adding another year to your life. And even in this year, mm-hmm. right, he's still going to achieve those things you said you've, you, mm. you, 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 you want to do, right? Mm. So you need to be grateful to God that you're still alive, one. And two, just think about all the things that, mm. you know, God's done in your life. It's not a day to suck. So you mm. literally called me out that day. Um, I still struggle on birthdays, but on, and, and, uh, but then that's one word that I always remember. Mm. And I always try to be, I always try to be grateful. All right. So just to start with um, just some of the things, some of the points that we can quickly like take you guys through that we've learned during the waiting and trusting on God season. So the first point that I had for me was um, like if God gives you a vision, run with it and trust him. So I think like sometimes we tend to forget that um, God doesn't put desires on our hearts for nothing. If God puts a desire on your heart, he actually wants you to run with it. He's equipped you. He's given you everything that you need to, to run with it. Even when you're waiting and trusting him. And it's very difficult sometimes. You just need to remember that if he has um, put a vision on your heart, he has equipped you even to be able to wait and to trust him even in that season. Yeah. Okay, and I think another another important point for me is never compare your journey to others. You know? Your journey is unique. God has made you as a unique individual. You've got your unique gifts, right? Mm-hmm. And like your purpose in life is different from other people. We all walk in different journeys on this earth, mm-hmm. and we've all got different purpose in which 
we are going to blossom on this earth, right? Mm. So just because my wife got a job before me, I mean, that was her journey. That's her story. That's her grace, right? You know, there's a reason why God wanted me to wait. And like I say, mm-hmm. now, now, now that I'm seven years into my career, mm-hmm. right? I know why, right? I know why. The things he needed to work in me, the things he needed to place in me to enable me to be ready for this for this season of mm-hmm. my career, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe my wife, you know, was already ready and didn't need, didn't need to be pruned and didn't need, didn't need, you know, for her heart to be worked on. But God saw it fit that I wait. Um, so, yeah, the journey is unique and, and walk your journey. Yeah, that's true. Your journey is unique. And your test is your testimony, right? Yeah, so, exactly. like, sometimes you can look at it and be like, oh, my gosh, this is so much for me. And I don't know how I'm going to come out of this. And some people shy away from sharing their difficult moments just because they think it's not glamorous enough or it doesn't look as beautiful as it's supposed to be. But it's in your test that you actually get your testimony and another one that i just had was surround yourself with the right people and partners which which just reminded me of proverbs thirteen twenty, which says walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm so i think with wise and supportive people you're able to attain um all the goals that you have right and you're also able to just get support even in seasons that you're falling you don't want to have friends that are only good for the happy days and for the happy moments you also want friends that are able to build you to pray with you and to shape your character with you and allow god to work and prune you as well yeah okay and i guess another important thing which i had to learn is to embrace contentment Mm. so a lot of the times we always you know, worry about the things we do not have and the things we're chasing and we forget about the things we do have, Mm. the things God has blessed us with, the people in our lives, right? So we're so focused on achieving the goal that we forget we've got life to live. Mm. And we we forget that, we forget that, that God's blessed us with with things in our lives, right? And we feel that, you know, uh, God's maybe overlooked us because of this one thing we trust in God for. But the a hundred things God's given you that a lot of people don't have, mm. right? And we're not content because naturally, you know, we as as human beings, we we self-seeking. We we want everything mm. in line for us to feel content, yeah. right? But we forget that some of the things we have, we were seeking God for, mm. and He blessed us, mm. and we forget so easily, yeah. right? And then we move on to the next thing. True. Right. So I think, you know, always just every day, you know, just 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 take a take daily stock of what's in your life, what God's blessed you with mm-hmm. and be great. And, and, you know, just just be content with it and be thankful to God. Yeah. Be grateful. Then the last one from uh, from me for the many that we had, we're going to put the rest of them in the description box. So waiting is an action, action word, right? What are you doing during your waiting period? So you you need to um, to be productive in your waiting. So just don't be someone who's like, okay, God, I'm just waiting for this one thing. And that means I'm going to be a couch potato because if I don't have this one thing, then there's nothing else that I, I, I can do. And that just makes me think about how you are not going to be satisfied and you still feel empty and incomplete even when you get that one thing because you wasted so much time just waiting for that one thing and when it comes it's like oh is this what i was waiting for and what did i do during my waiting period so just try to be productive um look for you know set specific goals look for how you can upskill yourself what sort of things you can do to become better and um to become good at what you want to do or be ready to also expect to receive that um, which you're asking God for and which you're trusting him for. 
Okay, and I think for me, the last one would be your partner's season of lack or waiting is not permanent, right? So assess and support your partner. So like, I mean, for me, honestly, I wouldn't think have accomplished what I've accomplished in my career and in my life if I didn't have you in my life without you praying for me, without you supporting me, without you encouraging me, without you walking that journey with me. Yes, you didn't fully understand the vision and the dream that God placed in my heart, yeah. right? But you obeyed God, right, mm. to support me, to pray for me. Yes, you spoke words of wisdom. So what you said, I mean, what what you told me during my waiting season, I mean, I could have done that. And, and who knows, I, I probably it could have, maybe could have been better for me, right? Mm. But even in your wisdom, you, you, you supported me, you prayed for me, you walked that journey with me and look at where we are now, married, <laughs> in yeah. our careers. And no, thank you for that. And that's just my encouragement to young couples out there where maybe one person is in that waiting season, just support your partner. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that if your partner is lazy and not pulling their weight, you don't call them out, right? Mm. You called me out a lot of times, right? Mm. And even when I wanted to give up, Right, you call me out, and that encouraged me. So it doesn't mean that no, just hold their hand and don't call them out, but support them. That's part of supporting them. Yeah. yeah. So and thank you, babe, and thank you so much to my lovely husband for being a part of this no, episode. No, you did you so great, me. babe. Thank you for and thank you everybody for watching. Uh, we're going to put the rest of the points that we had in the description box. For, so for the sake of time, we couldn't go through each one of them. So thank you everybody for watching, and thank you. Please do subscribe, like comment 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 and share and we're on a thousand subbies so we're excited about that thank you everybody until Cheers. next time Take